Hooray, it's Monday, and you know what that means? It's time to make your week begin with a spiritual session. Yes, with me, Kev Eustace. As the intro says, I hope that you're all fantastically well, as us podcasters do like to say, and I sincerely mean it. Today we have an amazing show ahead, if I do say so myself. We have some of your fantastic listener stories, and they are petrifying. Let me tell you that much for free. Yes. This week's Paranormal Review is indeed a Paranormal Review about the film The Conjuring, which I watched for the very first time over the weekend. Yeah. What did I think about it? Well, you're about to find out. And we have all that and more. Of course, Becca makes a return. She's not hungover this time and tells us another scary story from her Reddit corner. So we have a great little show ahead. I hope that you're all doing fantastically well. Are you? I pause for your reply. Say yes, even if you're on a bus. If you're on a bus heading somewhere, or you're in your car, or if you're walking down the street, be brave. Say yes out loud. Go. I mean, unless you're not. If you're feeling bad, just say no. Go. Glad. I'm glad we could have this sort of interaction. That's what we're all about here. Friends, we're all friends. Speaking of being friendly, go over to the Facebook page. Just search We Need to Talk About Ghosts. There's a lovely little... little can't even speak. There's a lovely little community over there. There really is. They're all lovely people. And I mean that sincerely. I'm not one normally for social media. So if it was full of arseholes, I'd say to you, guys, it's full of arseholes. But it's not. It's full of absolutely lovely people. So go and check it out. Search for it on Facebook. We need to talk about ghosts. You have to be let in just to make sure that you're not a bot or you're not going to try and sell fake Ray-Bans or say, please join my make the money scheme. It's a pyramid scheme. Yes. And I will be your upline and all that carry on. We don't abide things like that over on the Facebook group. But do go and find it. It's a lovely little community. Anyway, speaking of lovely little communities, before I get into the show proper, we need to say thank you to our new Patreons. When you sign up to Patreon, not only do you support this show, which is a small independent podcast, but you also get two extra shows each and every week just for Patreons. You get our weekly ramble where I, as you can tell, I like to talk. I ramble about anything and everything under the sun. And on a Sunday, you also get a paranormal special, which is just about the paranormal. And this week's one, which has just been released, is about celebrity haunted homes. And we find out something very interesting about Britney Spears' old home. Yes, we find that out in the show. Actually very good, if I do say so myself. So to join, you just need to go over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. And when you do that, you also get your name sung as a bit of a thank you. The guitar is well and truly out and we have two wonderful new Patreons to thank today. We have Anne Neville and Adriana Waldhouse. And this song is for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Here we go. And Neville and Adriana Waldhouse, you've signed up to Patreon today. And Neville and Adriana Waldhouse, you made everything okay. End it on a seventh. You know the rules, guys. Thank you, wonderful new Patreons. If you want to join that club, go over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. And indeed, that's what we do over there. See you there. So, it's review time. The little section of the show where I review something paranormal so you don't have to watch it or see it or read it or listen to it. But if you want to, you can. I, of course, do not get paid for these little plugs. It's just something I genuinely... Like, as I do this show, I consume so much paranormal stuff throughout the week. It's unbelievable. It really is. And um, 
in doing so, I thought, you know what, I'm going to start telling you guys about the stuff that I'm either watching or listening to. And if you find something new, brilliant. If I can make you avoid something because it'll waste your time, even better. But what I've watched this weekend, thanks to Becca going out on Friday, is the first in the Conjuring series of films, The Conjuring. Yes. Now, it's based on The Haunting in Connecticut, not to be confused with the film, The Haunting in Connecticut. Um, Connecticut must be a bit of a hotspot, mustn't it, really? I guess so. Anyway, it's Ed and Lorraine Warren. Now, fans of the show of old will know that I have a little bit of a thing about the Warrens where I'm not really that fond of them. But I will say this, they do, of course, have their place in the paranormal sphere, and there's a lot of good stuff that we wouldn't know about if not for the Warrens. So, you know, there's all that. However, this particular film, in its own right, is actually quite good. Do you know what I mean? It's it's good, and it's made me want to watch the rest of the Conjuring films to see how the universe develops and stuff like that. There are some obvious jump scares in it, and there's some that did catch me out, though, and I class myself as kind of up to speed on jump scares. I'm like, oh, watch for the double jump. And the double jump is like, you know, if you expect the jump, like the musical gears itself up as they're going to open a door, and it's like, and they open a door, and there's nothing there. And then you're like, here's where the scare comes. And then it does. But there was a few that did catch me off guard, and the actors in it are brilliant. I don't know the names because I'm not that into it. But the actors are excellent in it, I do think. And the story's great, yeah. And, you know, the fact that it is based on truth, albeit very loosely, and the whole Conjuring series apparently is based on truth. I think if you're a paranormal fan, I'd suggest giving it a watch. Now, I appreciate I'm completely behind the curve with all this because it came out, like, what, nearly a decade ago or something stupid like that? So you've probably already watched all of them. Um, but if you haven't, because, like me, you're not I'm the biggest fan of Ed and Lorraine Warren... And you're thinking, nah, I don't want to put any more money in your back pocket. That probably isn't warranted. Warranted? Wee. But um, but yeah, no, I bit the bullet on this and give it a watch for the first time ever. And I was, in truth, pleasantly surprised. So I'm going to give The Conjuring Film 1 two thumbs up. It's Don't get me wrong. Compared to something like Hereditary, which would be 25,000 thumbs up because it's amazing. So let's say, I've only got two arms, you see, obviously, because I'm a human being. So let's say if Hereditary was two thumbs up to the sky, um, The Conjuring is two thumbs up at about weights level. That's the best rating I can give it. I should have worked out like a one to ten, shouldn't I? Or ten to one or whatever, as opposed to two thumbs. Anyway, two thumbs up at waist level for The Conjuring. Watch it if you want to. I would. Okay, you guys, it's time to get to the nitty-gritty of the show. We're going to talk about ghosts. We're going to talk about your ghost stories that you've sent in, your true paranormal experiences that you've sent in to the email address, get a pen, contact at talkaboutghosts.com. That's contact at talkaboutghosts.com. If you're sitting on a true paranormal story that's happened to you or someone you know, please write it down and send it in because that's what makes the show. It really does. And someone who's done that is Celeste. And she goes right in with her ghost story, so there's no preamble. We're just going right into it. So this is Celeste's story. I was excited to be renting an apartment in a converted Victorian house. This house was in a college town in New England, with large windows and a beautiful porch. The house had once been a home for one person. My flat was on the first floor with access to the porch. In order to get to the bedroom, you had to go through the living room. 
I didn't really like the setup of the bedroom because it was at the front of the house, but it was the only choice I had since the living room wouldn't have been appropriate for a bedroom. I moved to the city at the urging of a friend of mine who lived in that city. It was just nice to know that I was having a friend nearby. Well, unfortunately, my friend wasn't as excited as I was about my first night in my new place. I was very upset about this because I had no one to share this with. And then, in my ear, I heard a voice, a male voice, say, Are you alright, ma'am? Now, you might think I would be frightened by this, but it wasn't scary. Plus, I'm a psychic, and my family has a history of dealing with such things. So, I came to understand that this fellow dwelled in the top floor of the house. He had a fixation on the chair that he liked to sit in at a desk. I took it to mean, from what I got from him, that he'd been a college professor at one of the local colleges. When I say I got it from him, it was not, oh, by the way, let me tell you about my life. So, as time went on, I was sitting in the living room a few weeks later, and I had ceramic things on the mantelpiece, and things you would put on a mantelpiece, and then all of a sudden, they were swept off the mantelpiece onto the floor and came crashing down. I said out loud, that wasn't nice. I put back what I could and swept up the shattered pieces. A few days later, the same thing happened again. This time, I was pretty angry. Now, I have to say at this time, I became aware of two ghost cats. Their names, I believe, were Molly and Tommy. I would see them out of the peripheral side of my vision, kind of hiding in the shadows, and I thought, well... Maybe the cats walking on the mantelpiece knocked things down. But I felt this was actually someone taking their hand and sweeping the items away. So what I did was, I taped down the items and put pillows on the floor, just in case it happened again. It never did. Next, an odd occurrence happened. Whilst I was in my bedroom, I heard this growling at the doorway of the bedroom. It wasn't like a cat growling although I did have two kittens. I thought, well, maybe they're having a fight, but the growl was very deep and menacing. And they were sound asleep, and this was around 2am in the morning. But whatever it was, I got the impression it was a squatty kind of thing, like a gargoyle, that sort of disgusting-looking thing. Then a few days later, I saw the kittens playing with something on the floor, fluttering. I thought it was maybe a bird that got in via the fireplace. What it was, was a bat. So, I got the bat, and this was during the daytime, so I released it, and it went flying up into the trees. I didn't think anything more about it until a few hours later, when I went outside and found the bat, dead, by my driver's side of the car. So that made me pause a bit. Now, the other thing about the property was where I parked my car, there was a big granite slab. I don't know why there was this big granite slab, as it wasn't part of the foundation nor the building. It was about four feet high and about six or seven feet long. I've no idea what it is, and it seems out of place. One night, there was a thunderstorm, lightning flashing in the sky. It was around dusk. I saw this young woman jogging and behind her were two women in Victorian dress. 
in black and white with big puffed sleeves, their hair reddish in colour, frizzy, pulled back in a bun. They appeared to be talking to each other but were seemingly intent on the female jogger. I had seen them before, one night whilst at my family home. My mother and I were looking out of the window, which was a large picture window, and I saw them. We hid behind the curtains because we didn't want them to see us. But, as I mentioned before, they were doing the same thing, talking to each other. The next day we heard this older lady died suddenly in her home. My mum said they were soul collectors. As you can imagine, I wanted to do all I could to protect myself. So I got some sweet grass and some sage and done some protection rituals. Sadly, during this time, one of my kittens became very ill and I had to have him put to sleep. Then my other kitten also became ill and she died in my arms. I got the impression there were two women, a young and an older woman, who seemed to dance throughout the house. I believe they would do things such as hide my keys as a way of showing their disapproval for my housekeeping skills, or lack thereof. A lot of times I would place my keys in the bowl near the door and come downstairs to find that they'd been taken. A friend of mine said that they were elementals, or fairies, and that I should leave candy out for them. I thought this was a bit of a long shot, but I did anyway, and I was surprised to find that some of the candies were indeed taken. Not long after, and my health became very bad. I was literally cut down at the knees. So, at the end of my tenancy, I decided I had to get out of there. There were a few spooky occasions as I carried out this move. For example, I once removed a painting from a wall and propped it up against the bottom of the wall. When I came back into the room, the painting had moved across the entire room and was leaning against the opposite wall. I definitely didn't do this. Another thing that would happen was when I would sit down in a chair for a rest, I would get the sense someone was trying to tie me to the chair. In my mind's eye, I could see this kind of rope being wrapped around me and the chair. I left a lot of things in there as I just had to get out. I got to my car, but it was like a rubber band was pulling me back. I had such a headache as I was really in distress. In order to get to my new home, I had to cross the river. Now, I don't know if you know this saying, but there is a saying that if you reach a water source and you cross it, whatever is following you can't come with you. Now, I don't know how true that is, but I was kind of counting on it. So once I crossed the river, I felt this tremendous weight get lifted off me. My experience with that place left me with mixed emotions. Because the man that originally talked to me, he had profound loneliness. I got the psychic impression that the man was a gay man alive during the 19th century. And that the man committed suicide as he was unable to be his true self. I get the feeling he can't forgive himself for his actions, and I wish I could go back and say that it's okay and that I'm here to help. I don't believe he was the only spirit there, as the growling was definitely not him. Also, a psychic friend of mine said that the outside of the house had been used in some kind of ritual, and that the granite slab was some kind of altar. I would really like to know what the whole thing was about the dead bat, because I believe that was some kind of message. I have so many other things that have happened to me. 
You don't ever get used to it. Wow, wow, wee wow, Celeste. Bloody hell. What sort of house was that that you lived in? That sounds absolutely terrifying. It really does. I mean, I get what you're saying about, like, there being two different types of spirits in there. One was this man who unfortunately killed himself. That's absolutely horrific. And then there's this other thing, which is effing growling at your door. That's just terrifying. And especially if your other friend says, yeah, yeah, that's a big granite altar that you have in the back garden there. That's legit scary. So well done you, Celestin. You do say that you've got other stuff that's gone on, so by all means, write it down, email it in to contact at talkaboutghosts.com. Our next story comes in from Maddie. Hello, Maddie. And she writes, hi, Kevin. Hi. And Becca. Hi. Neighbours cat. Meow. And all spooky friends. Come on, guys. Hooray. That was me doing all spooky friends. First time I've done that. Won't do it again. Sorry, Maddie. I started listening just a week ago and searching for ghost stories on a podcast app and have truly enjoyed my time in this space. Thank you, Maddie. Lovely atmosphere, very good stories. Ah, I don't know what it is about the last two years of my life, entering my 30s maybe? Terrifying. That pushed me into the deep end of ghost stories and paranormal research, but I'm enjoying my time. Not taking anything too seriously, but finding out more and more how invested I am in The Other Side. I love that. What an opening paragraph. I can, Well, you're welcome within our community, Maddie. Come, come, have a canopy. I shall start off by saying I was raised in an almost ultra-conservative branch of an American-based religion that is often called a cult. I say almost because we didn't live in a commune, a commune even, and I attended public school, but my entire personality to outsiders until I was a teenager was that kid who is a cult member. Wow, Maddie. Because my family are so deeply tied to this religion, I will keep their names anonymous. Okay. I hope you're okay with yours being used, because I've used it thrice thus far. I left during college and have no regrets, but I often look back to feel confusion and frustration about how I was raised. The issue of ghosts slash spirits and the supernatural were, and are, very important in this cult, but at the same time often brushed under the rug. All children are taught a line to say if you encounter a malevolent spirit. Wow. And possession by demons is understood to be something that does happen, but exclusively to godless people. But if you were to go up and ask members, do you believe in ghosts? The question would be avoided or laughed off. I can only assume at this point it's because A. There is no rhyme or reason to the supernatural and therefore it can't be governed by strict rules or a strict code of conduct. And B. Interacting with the supernatural is supposed to be an activity for the privileged few and most holy members of the organisation, not the common man. Well, I'm as intrigued as the next person here. Nevertheless, the older I get, the more my maternal family has revealed about their various contact points with the other side. I have heard what could easily be called ghost stories from my mother, her younger sister, and their mother, my grandmother. Of course, since these women, emphasis on gender here, or of no particular authority in the church, nobody has heard these stories except for family members. Because this is already a monster email, I'm going to tell you my two favourite stories, both directly from my mum. One she told me as a teen, notably when I was still an active member of the church, and one just a few weeks ago after discussing ghosts. So this is Maddie's first story. The first one is both more detailed and much more terrifying. My mum says it happened when she and her older sister were very young, probably six and eight, based on situational facts. 
the two of them had come home from school to an empty house, and the elder decided to put on the TV. She flipped to a movie neither of them had seen, The Exorcist. Knowing that neither of their parents would approve of this movie, my mother protested keeping it on, but the older sister convinced her it wouldn't hurt to watch. It was just a movie. Having still never been able to sit through this movie myself, I'm not sure how my tender-hearted mother survived. I don't know if they finished the movie before one of their parents came home, but they made it through the scenes of exorcism. My mother recalls feeling sick and spooked. The guilt probably didn't help either. Neither sister revealed what they had watched over dinner and the evening was quiet. My mother's discomfort grew and grew until bedtime. During this part of their childhood, she and her sister shared a bunk bed, my aunt on the top and my mother on the bottom. After being tucked in by their father, the elder sister fell asleep, but my mother could not. She felt massively uncomfortable in the dark, as if she was being watched, as if something was going to hurt her or possess her. After a while in this discomfort, my mother remembers the air in the quiet room staring. Things seemed to move. The air seemed to be whirling through the room as if a tornado was growing. Terrified, my mother pulled the blankets over her head. She said that she could hear the air moving so fast. It sounded as if a storm would start and her covers would be pulled away. She felt a definite presence. The one that was spooking her all afternoon and it was enjoying her fear, feeding off it. And then a large framed mirror hanging on a wall above a dresser suddenly crashed to the floor. Within moments, my grandfather entered the room. The air stopped whirring, and while the heaviness of the presence was not gone, my mother's panic was alleviated. My grandfather, seeing his daughters in bed, asked how they managed to lift the mirror off its hooks on the wall. It had taken two men to hang, and the hooks were still secure, meaning something or someone had lifted and then thrown the mirror to the floor. My mother, now crying, and my aunt, now awake, but who seemed to have slept through the entire affair, protested having anything to do with the mirror. Apparently, my mother then admitted that they'd watched The Exorcist after school, and they felt something bad was in the room. This is where the story ended for me. I know that they slept in a different room that night, but returned to the bunk bed soon after. Knowing the path of action for cult members who suspect possession or negative spiritual presence, I can only assume that my grandfather and possibly another congregation leader blessed the room and the house. No salt required. I don't know if my mother has experienced any ghostly activity as a teen or adult, but when she told me that story, it was clear that she believes in what she felt in her room that night was a true Bible dictionary definition, demon. Her other story is much shorter and much lighter. The night she told it, despite her seriousness, I laughed. I was telling her about a book I read during COVID and have not been able to forget. Ghosts of the Tsunami by Richard Lloyd Parry. As it was widely popular upon release in 2017, I'm sure it's already a favourite among your crowd. What I found deeply moving about this collection of stories was the phenomena of community experience with the supernatural. What it meant for entire towns to experience ghosts, active hauntings, even possession, and how managing grief, tragedy and the process of rebuilding helped heal both physical and supernatural wounds. 
I've brought this book up in discussion with my mum several times because I think of it so much. On this night, with a baking competition show playing in the background, my mother paused after I spoke and then said, When I was a child, I saw a ghost. My head snapped. I immediately assumed she was talking about the exorcism story. When? I asked. Oh, I was very young, maybe two or three. The way she paused between answering my questions showed that she was trying to decide how much to say. Spiritual experiences are safeguarded from people who are not members of the church or cult, amongst other things. But we had been on good terms recently, and I think that this was an opportunity for her to revisit this memory, both as a ghost story for me and a moment close to God for her. This is basically what she told me, paraphrased from her point of view. When I was a toddler, one day I was outside in front of our home, on the sidewalk. I don't know why, but I was out there alone. The weather was beautiful, the sun was shining, and I remember looking across the street and seeing a man all in white. This man smiled at me. I don't know, we might have talked. I mostly remember it was a beautiful day, and he was friendly. Sometimes I think he was sent to me so that I didn't try to cross the street or to wander off. When I was older, I decided it must have been Jesus. Jesus wears all white, you know. Now I don't know, it might have been a great-grandfather, but I do feel like they were watching out for me, and they might have saved my life that day. That's all for now. I can send in other family stories, things that I roll my eyes at, but at the same time, some things that keep me up at night. Thank you for reading and have a beautiful day. From Maddie. Well, Maddie, please do send in each and every story that you've got because they were two fantastic stories. And I think I'm not alone in saying this, that what the bloody hell are you trying to describe there with this cult? Honest to God, people might be knowing this. I mean, maybe I just don't get it because I'm here in the UK. Maybe everyone listening elsewhere will be like, ah, you mean the Megalicious cult where everything is Megalicious, but I haven't got a clue if that's the case. So Maddie, th- I'm glad that you got out of this cult. I really am, obviously. Um, seems your family is still in it, so I don't know what the score is there, but it doesn't seem too harmful. I've no idea. But anyway, I'm glad you're okay and you're safe. And welcome to the paranormal community. You'll find nothing but love and support here, I do declare. Um, that sounded a bit culty too, didn't it? Well, okay, I just mean it in a nice way. Anyway, Maddie, please send in the rest of your stories. And if anyone else is listening and wants to send their stories in, send them in to contact at talkaboutghosts.com. I read them out and that's how this thing works. Anywho, without further ado, should we go and see what that woman in the corner is doing there? I think we shall. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. So now, I don't know about you guys, but it's my favourite time of the week. It's when we get to speak to the wonderful Becca. Hello, Becca. Hello. How are you today? I'm okay, thanks. How are you? I'm okay. We went to watch the Libertines last night, didn't we? We did. It was really good. Oh, well, I see, we went to watch. Uh, I went with you, but I then went and stood at the bar, didn't I? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you even had headphones in, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I went and watched Constantine. <laughs> watched a film in the I back. Did. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Because you I, wanted to accompany me, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I wanted to go with you so you were safe, but I didn't want to stand next to a load of knobs, basically. Mm. Whereas I did. Whereas you did. You love no- 
Well, anyway, moving on from that. <laughs> anyway, um, we're not here to talk about the Libertines. We're here to talk about ghosts. And it's your Reddit corner. And I picked a Reddit story for you. Excellent. And when I say picked a Reddit story, I've read the title. It seems sufficient. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to read it out. Yeah, I am. I can't. So my hearing isn't. My ears are literally still ringing from last night. Well, well one of them is my left one. You're a party animal, that's why. Yeah, I know. So you'll have to tell me if I'm speaking too loudly or too quietly. I will, as you've no doubt figured out that I've got no problems in saying Yeah, that. I know. You need to be 34 degrees to the right. Well, exactly. I've literally just Nuisance. had to say before we started recording, you need to talk across the microphone and you're like, I will, and then you didn't. You physically positioned my head. Yeah, well. Well, <laughs> such things are needed, Becca. <laughs> Unimpressed. There you go. Okay. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Oh. Let's begin. The title of this is, Was This a Ghost or a Demon? Only two options there. Well, it's going to be one or the other. Okay, so I've always been able to see weird shit since I was a kid. Although it was never all that often, pretty much just a couple of times when I was younger. But some really weird things went down when I was around 15, all the way till I was 18 when we moved to our current house. You haven't read this at all, have you? No, I haven't read it at all. Right, I'm just going to read it literally as it's written, yeah? Well, why not? Just because it's very conversational. Because we've got another paragraph starting with okay again. Yeah, that's fine. It's, that's okay. It's, it's common parlance, Becca. Okay, so immediately I got a really bad vibe from the house when we moved in. It just didn't feel right, but I didn't think much of it till I started noticing really small handprints all over the windows and some on the walls, hearing footsteps at night and occasionally seeing figures. After a while, my mood declined and my anxiety increased drastically and I started seeing more and more things. Even my brothers and sister started to notice things going on from time to time, but I seemed to be the target. In fact, that whole area seemed cursed. The nearby field had some really bad stuff there, and apparently people had died there. Apparently. Apparently he's doing some heavy lifting there, isn't it, really? Yeah, no specifics, just dead. The first thing I saw, though, was seeing my reflection in the mirror, except it was really twisted. Black eyes and a big smile. Sounds bullshit, I know, but it's true. Anyways, after seeing and hearing voices of what sounded like children, I later found out some kids died in that block in a house fire. After learning that, I started feeling like I was standing next to a fire when I was in my room alone and started to feel something really dark walking around and maybe saw what it looked like in a dream. I don't know, honestly, probably just a nightmare, but considering how visual it was, it could be something since I literally can't have visual dreams and can't picture things in my head as a whole. Hold on, what? You can't have visual dreams? And can't picture things in his head as a whole. So, But the way he stated that implies he can have audio dreams. Maybe you can have audio dreams. Or concept dreams. Bollocks dreams. Carry on. After all the weird stuff kept happening for over two years, I told my mum to get the house blessed. Literally that night, trying to sleep, I felt something climb over me and lean in face to face. I knew not to look, because why would I? But I could tell what it looked like, if that makes sense. How? Because you can't picture things. Well, exactly. You can't picture anything. And you can only, you know... Literally just said you can't picture things in your head. And now you've said, I wouldn't look, but I could tell what it looked like. At the start of this, does he say, as a child, I was dropped on my head or something? (laughs) Maybe it'll end like that. Like I could feel like what it looked like. It never done anything. And I just had to force myself to sleep. The moment I woke up, I had a massive panic attack and told my mum I'm leaving till the house is blessed. After the blessing, I didn't see anything too bad, so who knows what remained in the house. 
I don't even know how blessings work, but afterwards whatever was there remains pretty quiet. But now I'm somewhere else, I'm still seeing a lot of stuff and not too sure if something could have followed me. Sorry if this is a bit incoherent, I'm trying to remember the main things and not bore you with the typical things. Any questions please ask. Please ask. Due to the crap with whatever it was that was crawling on me and just the overall bad vibe from the area in general, I'm not sure if it was just a bad spirit or something much worse. There you go. So what do you think that is? I think I think I wish you'd read these before you hand them to me because that was really hard to read out loud because it was very incoherent. Yeah, it was. And but I you apologise like, for that? Yeah, but I actually feel like that's a bad reflection on me as an entertainer. Well, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Becca, but, you know, the cap fits. Well, that's it. It doesn't, because my delivery of that was perfect, but it just sounded like I was a rambling fool because of the way it was written. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but his story, do you believe it, is the key thing? Well, believe what? Like, no, not really. What's he on about? Well, I don't believe when he says he doesn't have visual dreams. Well, he's completely contradicted himself there because he says he can't visualise anything. But then he says he wouldn't wouldn't look at something but knew what it looked like. That's visualising something. Maybe he didn't visualise it. Maybe a little voice in his brain went, I got big, long arms and a small head. No, he says I could just feel what it looked like. Oh, mm. kinky. kinky. Yeah, I little think he's, just, he's a moany little bugger, isn't he? He's just yeah. like complaining about everything. That's only two days old, that story, you know. That's fresh, fresh off the Reddit presses. Also, they only started to feel warmth like they were standing next to a fire after they learn about the fire so that's very suggestible that's very suggestible that's like me i'm not suggestible you are that really. suggestible yeah you're terrible so yeah mm. there you go anything else you want to add before you leave us from your little corner of reddit don't think so anything you want to ask me um no discuss what takeaway do you want tonight um probably chicken i agree Good. And there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's <laughs> Becca's Reddit corner. Thank fried, you, Becca. Fried chicken, that is. Yeah, I didn't think like live chicken that well, we no, just some people, rip apart with our hands. No, some people might have thought like grilled chicken or like a kebab or something. No. Or like a chicken, like a roast dinner. What I'm saying is, I want fried chicken. Nobody, nobody I says I want chicken to mean a roast. But you want it for dinner oh, tonight? Right. I'll have chicken. Oh, by that I mean roast potatoes and cabbage and stuff. Well, some people might think they like grilled chicken or no, fried all the way. Anyway. Well, yeah, I agree. Thank you, Becca. You're welcome. Tatty bye. Goodbye. So there we have it. That was Becca there in her little Reddit corner. So we will see you next week. That's the end of the show. Thank you for listening and submitting all of your wonderful stories. Don't forget, if you've got a scary story, send it in to contact at talkaboutghost.com. I read it out. That's how this transaction goes. And if you'd like this, if you like it even, not if you've liked it, and you want more of this, go over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts, where you'll be even more welcome. Hmm. Okay, then you wonderful, beautiful, dare I say sexy people, I will speak to you next week. Tatty bye. (laughs) 